So there's a conversation. We've kind of had it on the podcast. And like not not like seriously. Like we kind of just bring it up here and there. But this fucking conversation won't die. The conversation involves a leaf. It also involves a player on a team with the scummiest fan base in the league. You guys know who I'm talking about if you ever listen to the podcast. Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews. The the debate just keeps on rolling for some reason. And the last couple days, I don't know why, but all of a sudden it's come like, who's a better hockey player, Matthews or McDavid? And all it is is like Oilers fans getting mad at Leafs fans for saying that Matthews is a good hockey player. And then Leafs fans just getting pissed off at Oilers fans because like Oilers fans can't actually read stats and see that Matthews is a damn good goal scorer. And he's a better goal scorer than what Connor McDavid is. And like, it's just a bunch of really pettiness back and forth. And like, there was this one guy on Twitter, apparently he's a Oilers troll basically. And he just trolls other teams. And I don't even remember what he was talking about. Something about like McDavid, uh, I don't know, McDavid score. Oh, that's what it was. He scored a power play goal where he went through a couple guys and scored. And he goes, uh, we have this guy here that goes and creates his own goals. Unlike the guy out in Toronto that has to have all his pass to him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, for starters, what? Like, that's fucking stupid. But then for seconds, it's like you go through his, his like, replies to people and stuff. He's like, oh, I just love trolling Leaf fans and I just – Leafs fans this and that. Leafs fans – like, buddy, we're so ingrained in your head that, like, it, this is just embarrassing for you at this point. Like, I don't think about Connor McDavid ever in my lifetime. I don't even know when he plays most of the time. But Oilers fans have this strange obsession. Oilers fans, Canucks fans, Jets fans, just Canadian fans that aren't Leafs fans have this strange obsession with just putting down with Austin Matthews and the things that that kid can do. And it's getting so old at this point. I'm so done with this conversation. Why are we not able to say that there's so many great players? They're both in, fantastic. Yeah, they're both unreal. They both do Who very cares? different things to their team, and they both are phenomenal to watch, you know? I'm so happy that this is an era where we're finally having a, this We have a guy in the conversation. It's so cool. Exactly, yeah. We used to be like, oh, man, who is it that's going to step up? And now it's Nazem legitimately our, our first overall pick, though, steps yeah. in. And remember the hype around, like, oh, is it going to be Line or Matthews? Which, uh, yeah, like, there was actually some people. Debate. I was on the wrong side of the debate. Some people bought into opening. it, right? See? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was dumb say, back right? in the day. Yeah, I'm like, hey, Line seems like a better fit. Right? Stupid. Like, oh, the, the pure goal scorer, the Ovechkin style-ish, you know? And then all of a sudden, you get Austin Matthews. And in no way, shape, or form would anybody change that. You know, that's – and he's grown. He's, oh, he's amazing I, to watch. I remember when he was coming up, too. And it was just like a lot of his comparisons were like Anze Kopitar. And I'm like, well, we don't need an Anze Kopitar. So I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know who was watching Austin Matthews that thought he was going to be Anze Kopitar. No. But your, your scouting report sucks. Um, he is so different. Like I think oh playing in the professionals instead of going to junior hockey helped, helped him, him so mature much. so much. Like, okay, get rid of obviously the little slip up where he's – Moon in the security yeah, guard, he whatever. <laughs> he blew that. Outside of his <laughs> off-ice kid, actions. You know, yeah, he's, he made he's some great mistakes. on the ice. Dude, Bottom and line here. I heard something today, though. It was so yeah. funny that they, they were having this debate as well, this, this Matthews versus McDavid, and they had to actually correct themselves and say, look, so Oilers fans don't get mad. McDavid mm-hmm. versus Matthews, because that's how upset they'll get. That's how petty it is, is that Man. if you don't put him first, even in they a They just debate, get so angry. Like, 
I don't even care. Like, you could call Matthews not top 10. I don't give a shit. I could care less where you rank any of our players. You could say they're bottom third of the league. I don't care. If our team goes out and wins a couple playoff rounds this year, I'm going to be the most annoying person to be around for the rest of the, for the, rest of the year until the Leafs make it back to the playoffs again this year. Because level. I have heard for 17 straight years that the Leafs can't win in the playoffs and they can't do stuff in the playoffs and they're useless. And I'm like, okay, cool. Take your hits. I don't mind. Take your hits on Matthews. Tell me he's not a good hockey player. Like, if that's your case, like, you're wrong. Like, don't tell me that Austin Matthews isn't good. Like, if your comparison is he's not as good as McDavid, we can have that discussion. He's a better goal scorer, significantly. Don't even come at me with that argument. He's a way better goal scorer. Connor McDavid is a faster skater, and he's a better puck mover than Austin Matthews is. But don't tell me Austin Matthews needs Mitch Marner to do what he does, and Connor McDavid doesn't need Leon Dreisaitl to do what he's doing. Like, they both have that supporting piece that's doing a damn good job. So don't tell me that Austin Matthews isn't a good hockey player just because he's not what you think is comparable to McDavid. It's close. McDavid's better in my eyes. McKinnon's better in both, but don't talk to me. McDavid's better in my eyes, and that's fine. But I don't think Austin Matthews is bad. I think Austin Matthews is the third best player in hockey. I think it really just depends on what you value as, you know, what makes your perfect player, right? McDavid has a lot of great things in his game that mm-hmm. overshadow a lot of the bad things in his right. game, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there are not many bad things. I'm not saying that there are, but – his ability as a two-way player is crazy. not the same as Austin Matthews. But nobody. Right? That's the thing is that Austin Matthews right now, I would take – Okay. Austin Matthews as a two-way player has been ridiculous. He's got better right. defense. This is what I'm saying. So, yeah. as a two-way player now – no, yeah. no, no. As a two-way player now, I'm yeah. taking Austin Matthews. Yeah. And that is now making him a better player for me because as much as it's important to score goals, you gotta I stop need to too, prevent man. goals. Yes. And, like, I, I, I think Connor McDavid is one of the I, – I would say maybe the greatest player we've ever seen on the offensive end. It's close. Like, he's in a race with a bunch of guys. But he's incredible offensively. But, like, his oh, defense unreal. isn't there. And, like, you can talk all you want about how he's been so much better defensively this season. He's been a train wreck defensively the rest of his career. This has been a good year for him. And his good defensive stats came when he was playing with the best defensive player on his team. But nobody wants to have that conversation, so it's fine. Austin Matthews has been significantly better defensively his whole way through and is significantly better right now than Connor McDavid is defensively. But I think Connor McDavid and what he can do on the offensive end gives him the slight edge over what Austin Matthews is. Yes, Matthews scores way more goals, and goals are more important. But the fact that Connor McDavid could put up 100 points in this 56-game season, that's unheard of. It's insane. So you got to give him his due there. For sure. But, like, you can't tell me that Austin Matthews is not creating his own chances when he's batting oh. the puck out of midair and getting it off his stick within yeah. under two seconds. Like, that's, that's creating your own chances out of nothing. That I, is what he's capable of. And it's okay that a lot of eyes are drawn at Marner's direction, but they're not drawn to his attention because, like we've said, we, we know Matthews is the finisher. Mm-hmm. Matthews then has more of a responsibility to get himself open, yeah. and he does it. Yeah. The reason why he's leading right now in goals is not a fluke. No. Oh, like, man. I he, had people. There was a comment from some It's Jets not just fan. a couple bounces. It's not just going in front no. of the net and, there, there and, was, and smacking a couple ugly no. ones in. There was a comment from some Jets fan on Twitter last night. And, like, I, I, I didn't even bother, like, getting into it because I just hate giving trolls that type of leverage. But this guy goes, if he was playing in the division with Pittsburgh and Washington in the East, he wouldn't even have 20 goals this season. I'm like, okay, so the guy that scored 40 in his rookie year, 37 and 65, 
38 and 60 something and then 40 something last year in 70 games wouldn't score 20 against the Buffalo fucking Sabres and the New Jersey Devils. Like, come on with that bullshit. There's one good defensive team in that, that division and it's the Islanders. So maybe he wouldn't score as many goals against the Islanders. Okay. I'd rather play the Buffalo Sabres nine times this year than fucking Winnipeg and Montreal and all these stingy-ass teams that I don't want to play. Washington does not really win games from being a defensive unit. They have three of the four worst defenses in hockey. Like, come on with that. Like, just don't embarrass yourself when you're having this conversation. Like, it's 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 one thing to to say he's not as good as Connor McDavid. I get that. You can have that conversation with me. I'm on your side. As a Leaf fan, I'm on your side that Austin Matthews isn't as good as Connor McDavid. But don't come to me and tell me that Austin Matthews doesn't create his goals when he's scoring goals like the OT winner against Winnipeg where he undressed, was it Pionk, and then undressed Hellebuck like he was nothing. Like, this guy does things like that on a regular basis. And nobody wants to talk about it. It's like, don't, if you're going to come and talk about this conversation, have a decent point that actually makes sense. Don't talk to me about how he doesn't create his own goals because his line mate is putting up points with him. Like, come on. He's also shown his commitment to this team and and how much he's in, he's in this Toronto system, right? Like how the pressure is not going to to get to him. Mm -hmm. And as long as you keep this, this chemistry going, like how long did it take to see Matthews and Marner? Right. And that's where I think the frustration set in. And all of a sudden it was like, we know exactly what we have and you're seeing it to its fullest now. Yeah. And they're as happy as can be, man. Like Matthews is, is kind of a serious so player on the, fun. like sometimes he's, he's a, he's a serious player in games. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason you, you put Marner and, and Jumbo beside him and he looks at Jumbo and he just can't, help but crack a smile you know he, he just there's times when he scores and he's got this like stone face going yes, and then jumbo comes near him and it's just like full happiness because he's like trying that. to be all serious and then you yeah, look over at joe can't. and it's just like you're playing oh, with 40s 42 year old joe thornton you can't it's just like it's yeah. so much fun and that's um, odd. like that i think that's helping his game though right is yeah, he's finally not yeah. the pressure is off as soon as as soon as Joe comes around, right? Like yeah. that, and just a guy like that to, tell, to take off the pressure. It just give him a little bit of personality. and like Especially so, that you've been great. feeling, man. Like we as fans know that they've lost three straight first round series, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't have to tell me. So I, I know. To, you don't have to tell me on Twitter every week. You know what? You don't have to tell him. He you don't have to tell he, anyone on this team. They understand. When, when they walk into that, you think they really want to meet these teams, no. man? When they get placed with the Washington, that's, that's going to go to a cup. When they get placed against a Boston or they have to see like a t- – like these are tough tasks to begin with. Yeah. Especially for a team that now has that extra hurdle of we're the underdog. Mm-hmm. We're not even expected to win this, and yet it's all of a sudden blow everything up when we lose this. Yeah. Right? Now, I, I want to get into this because it's a good conversation. But just before we move on to it, bottom line here, McDavid, Matthews, it does not matter. Bottom line is the Leafs are sitting in first place. And where they finish in the playoffs is the only thing that's going to matter to me and 98% of Leaf fans. Nobody gives a shit if you want to call Matthews the best player in the league. Just don't disrespect him and say he's not good and he relies on Mitch Marner. That's just plain stupidity. But bottom line, if the Leafs win, win rounds, then you may want to stay out of our way because we're sick of the, oh, the first round. Like, fuck right off with that. Um, on that first round. It looks like it may end up being Winnipeg, depending on how the rest of the season goes, which could be interesting. However, there's a strong chance that it's going to be Montreal. And there was a tweet last night. A bunch of people were having this conversation about how, like, the Leafs should be scared of Montreal going into the first round. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know how I want to start with this. But, like, I don't you know. Like, start? everybody looks at what the Leafs have done. 
And they're like, oh, well, look, they lost three straight rounds and they couldn't get out of the first round. Okay, cool. You know who we fucking lost to in those three straight rounds? We lost to the President's Trophy winning Capitals, who were damn good at the time. We lost to the Boston Bruins, who finished second in the NHL twice in a row. You're going to compare the Montreal Canadiens, who are uh, they might come in as the lowest-seeded playoff team, to the Caps and the Bruins of those three years? Or you're going to compare the Jets to any of those teams? Like, yeah, Toronto lost some series in the first round. We all know you don't have to tell Lee fans. We get it. I've heard Columbus, 67 and the first round 100 times this year. Columbus was a real tough loss. Too. Columbus that sucks. Was real that was brutal. But that's such a weird situation. But you know like, what you did? Montreal you came in the as the 24 seed in one. It happens. Like it's... You, took, you took their captain. Yeah. You know what else happened that <laughs> yeah, we year? We just dismantled their team. Right. But you know what else happened that year, too, was Chicago then went and... Chicago took- beat the Oilers. <laughs> Right. Like, we want to talk about teams that didn't show up in the playoffs. There were a lot, a right. lot of teams that didn't show up in that little quote-unquote playoff this thing year, that they had. This year has is going to give you the script that you're going to see in the playoffs until you reach that Final Four because mm-hmm. you're going to look at these teams and it is evident that the Leafs have won these series. The Leafs are now <laughs> either – okay, it may not be complete sweeps in all the series, but yeah. as of late – when they play Vancouver, when they play Montreal, when they play Winnipeg, when they, they're dominating, you know, you could maybe argue Edmonton, but they've figured out a way still to walk in and say, McDavid is not going to just take over this game. Right. But that's what Edmonton fans would say. That's what Mm -hmm. some Toronto fans would say because it's, because it's Connor McDavid, right? He Mm -hmm. walks in. It's the same thing as if LeBron James walks in at any given moment, that game could be theirs. Sure. That's sure. For sure. He's a guy that can win you games. But in a series, but in a series, you know what? Connor McDavid has shown me. You that think he Connor McDavid can, can win you four games out of seven? Like you this is my Connor thing. Mc... Is like I. You think I Connor have McDavid watched... wants to see Wayne Simmons for oh god seven no. straight games or see Joe Thornton for seven straight games? Joe Thornton is not as nice as everybody thinks he is when you're oh, playing against him. Pain in the ass. Man. He is a um, huge pain in the ass. He shows you that he is not going to be pushed around as so, the old man on the ice. Just for fun. Every series is going to be seven teams. games this year, right? Okay. Um. This year, the Leafs have lost more than three. Actually, they've lost more than three games to Vancouver. And that is it. Vancouver is the only team we've lost enough to lose a seven-game series to this year. And it might not even be Vancouver. Okay. The Leafs have shown once that they can lose four games in a row, which won't happen again. Mm -hmm. The Leafs have shown us that they can be – completely shaky in net and that be their downfall right absolutely but they they also have shown in exactly what you've said that they're able to still win games like still take series and still dominate any of the first two rounds like this isn't the other years where it's been like a a random assignment of teams like you know what you're gonna get you've stared at Mm. the same seven other teams or six other teams Five other teams, if you want to consider not worrying about teams that you didn't even care about. Yeah. Like, you've stared at these teams just, knowing what you're going into. And just, just for fun, too. The Leafs are currently playing the Habs. It's, it just started. Leafs are up one nothing already. Right. Who scored? So, uh, That's a theme, too, by the way. I think it's Mo, unless Galch tips this in. That either is went a... off a of Galch or Sherrod, okay. so it's either But how, how often is that happening? Like, I, I mean, like, wh- who – Who's coming into the playoffs if you're Montreal thinking, oh, we got them right where they want them. They should be shaking in their boots because they're, they're, playoff time is going to be a different beast. Like, we, this Dude. last month, 
Toronto has just they, they've become the quote unquote dirty team because they're just out muscling everybody. If I'm Montreal, I'm worried about why I don't trust Carey Price in that net. That's what I'm. Who do about. you have been net if you're Montreal right now? That gives you hope. Don't like Caden Primo had it. to come in and get you a win. Like who? I love Jake Allen, but Jake Allen's faltering real hard right now. Carey Price is mangled in his brain. He can't come back. He's probably not going to come back before the regular season's over. Who the hell do you have going game one? At least we know it's Jack Campbell. Maybe he's not great, but it's Jack Campbell, and we're solid with it. We know we can win with Jack Campbell back there, and we've shown it against Montreal all year long. Like, I don't know what gives – if you're another fan of a team, sure, you can be confident and think, hey, we got a chance here. But if you think you're a favorite going into any series against the Leafs, regardless of their past history, you're kidding yourself. Dude, they're over. I'm watching like what the, the last minute 30. They were over every puck. They did not give an inch of space. They are not giving an inch of space. This is not the Leafs of old who are afraid to come at you anymore. No. Where Montreal they they're so going to be intimidated. Montreal takes so many garbage shots too. If you're watching, right? That. It's just like it's like yeah, they outshoot a lot of teams, but like I don't think they're going to score when they take shots. Like it's they have not so worrisome. much flexibility now too. They have so many people who can go from line one to line four. As well as keep your main – your main four are in your top six, and bottom that's line, never changing, right? No, that's no not going it to is drop. what it is with that team. Right. Bottom line is there is no team that has put enough seed of doubt into the Leafs' head this year to worry that they're going to lose a seven-game series. They, the only team – like I said, they've only lost four games to Vancouver, and that was over nine games. Nobody else has beaten us in four over – the lowest amount of games was Montreal. They beat us twice in seven games so far. Can I ask you Ottawa as three and eight? Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it. When you design mm-hmm. your, let's say, be a GM right. team to go to the playoffs, yep. what do the Leafs not have that you would have on that team? A goalie. Okay. I don't know and then what if I told you that? Okay, but then what if I told you that, you know, Washington, two goalies? Yeah. Pittsburgh, two goalies. Man, like I, I, I don't see a lot of holes, and this is the this is the statistically best Leaf team there's ever been. I'm okay to roll two goalies. You know why? Because we got we did the same in the season, and we got to first because the every good team in the league does it. It happens, man. Dude, Vegas would not be hanging on to Robin Leonard and Mark Andre Fleury if they did not believe that two goalies was going to be the key. No. All right. I'm, I'm not going to get cocky now because there's no point. Because you know what? If we lose in the first round, it's going to look real bad on me. So I'm not even going to bother with this conversation. It's stupid. I'm just saying if you're below the Leafs right now and you think you have us mentally, take a walk, dude. It's, you're, you're not in the right area. If Austin uh, Matthews goes down today, this yeah, is a that, then I'm scared. This, this is a conversation. Only reason. That's Maybe. The only reason. Maybe. Outside of that, I'm not worried. Uh, yeah, that's hockey. There's, there's not many stories around the league right now. Um, one interesting one that I didn't know, Tyler Sagan playing his first game of the year. Nifty. That's Nifty. Uh, good didn't for know Dallas. That. They're in a race right now, so they could use him. Yeah. Um, that's... I don't know what Chicago's doing, by the way. I just want to be out of the race. Just They're like close, but pick. not. <laughs> Let's stop. Let's yeah. stop denying. What are we doing? <laughs> just accept that you're rebuilding already. Why can't we say it? Why Jonathan Taves just... did it. Why can't you guys? Why can't we just tell him? Yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, the Blue Jays. Back in action tonight after sweeping the Atlanta Braves. Uh, that series included some interesting points. First, ha- first thing that happened, I believe, was uh, Alejandro Kirk. He strained his hip flexor muscle. Tendon muscle? Uh, that's not good. He's going on the IL, I believe. Um, it's really not good when you hear about Luis Robert because he did the same thing to his uh, hip flexor muscle, but he tore it. And he's out 12 to 16 weeks. 
So that's not a great thing to hear if, if you don't know the news on Alejandro Kirk yet. So could be bad, could be not too big a deal. But bottom line is Danny Jansen had to play. And uh, don't look now. Danny Jansen was the hottest hitter on fucking Sunday. Two hits and a walk. He's looking okay. He's hitting balls. He's hitting balls harder. Um, hopefully he can figure it out. But Alejandro Kirk has a tough time for him to get hurt because he just came off that two home run game. And you hate to see it because, like, he's a good guy and you, you want to see him succeed. But just, uh, this is, uh, Danny Jansen's chance to grab the reins and run with it, and we'll see how he does. Just means uh, Reese McGuire is going to bust on out of here, you know? He's not gonna, even here. They didn't even call him even? up. No. They, they brought some other guy up. Really? But apparently what it was is, like, he's already on the 40, man. So unless you know Kirk is going to be long-term, then they're right. going to keep okay. this guy here. So he ain't playing around. No. So in order to get Reese up, they got to add him back to the 40, man. They're not going to bother doing that if Kirk's only right. out for, like, a week or two. Okay. So. It might, be, it might be Reese getting a chance, depending that on how Kirk something. goes. But that says something. That big. says a lot, personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. The Vegas storyline of the weekend. George motherfucking oh Springer. My gosh. Oh, he's back back. This is his spring not, training. He, he had to leave the game yesterday, but whatever. He's this back. is his spring training. Ooh. He hit two home runs in that, in that Saturday game, including a 470-foot piss missile. That went over the left field wall and about through the school on the other side of the on the other side of the road. Absolute moonshot. He looked fantastic. Now it's a little worrisome because he was limping off pretty much every time he ran off the field, and he still hasn't played defense. And he had to leave the game yesterday because he was fatigued in his legs. And I get it. It's been it's been a while since he's had to play. And oh, we have a remaining timer again. Great. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> didn't work last time. No. But yeah, it's it's great to see him coming back. It's awesome. Honestly, we might not be we might not be past that ten minutes anyways. We don't have much left. Um. So yeah, George Springer looked fantastic. Hopefully, he continued to be good and continue to do what he's doing because he was fantastic in that series and he led the Jays to a sweep first of the Man, year. Man, just like don't throw high heat because you're gonna get burned, dude. That that uh, 470 foot one he hit, huh. it was three zero. Oh. And it was three balls that weren't even close. Like one hit the mesh above, yeah. like way above. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. And he's just like, I got to get one over and throws just an absolute their, meatball. Their fight in this whole Atlanta series though was just, was good. You know, yeah. even in the They're game great. that they almost lost and yeah. just t- they continued to. You can't count this team out ever. They continue to figure it out just mm-hmm. piece by piece. You know, somebody always just seems to pick it up. Right. Like you said, like Jansen was kind of hot and then, you know, Vlad just kind of always has stayed hot. Yeah. You got Bo hitting clutch hits. Like it just every now and again, Gritchuk even, awesome. right. Awesome. Yeah. Every now and again, Lourdes Gurriel, man, I, his swim move. Dude, was, that was unbelievable. Oh like terrible base running decision. Oh, but the swim move to get safe was unbelievable. It was elite who, level. Who told his that man baseball that IQ fast. is crazy high. Who but, told that man that he is fast? Because he is not. He like does okay not. Speed. He's not that fast. He does not, not have fast enough to do that. Turn two on that. Um, how much time do you have in your timer? I didn't even know it, uh, it said anything. Mine still pops up this? and says 9.05. So we got nine minutes. Uh, we have a discussion we want to bring up. I have eight minutes and 17. Okay, so we have eight minutes. Uh, Brandon brought up this question to me a couple days ago. Um, and we forgot to do it on the podcast. So we're going to do it now because we have a little bit of time. There's some, there's some young studs in this league. Um, there's four main ones in my eyes. Um, and we want to figure it out between the two of us, which one would you take? If you don't know who I'm talking about, obviously there's Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna Jr., 
And then I would throw Vladimir Guerrero in the mix because he's been the MVP this year. I said it. Uh, so I would like to know, because you've probably thought about this more than I have, who would you take of the four? Oh, I'm just going to sound like such a homer, though, but I have really big reasons. Okay, give me Bud. Hit me with it. I Tell love it. Why. Okay. I think that what he did in AAA was not a joke. Right. He's it the best was hitter not, in the minors among the group. When I heard this thing, like, look, he has not faced adversity. You know what it is? No, he was just that much better than all the adversity you could face there <laughs> that he is now going to do that up here in not the same fashion. I'm not saying he's hitting 580 all year. No, no, <laughs> I'm not saying he's, he's nuking 600 home runs. I'm not saying he's getting MLB show numbers. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, though, is that he is going to be unreal Mm-hmm. For so long, he is showing you that like his determination to get better at this game. They asked him to not only change positions, but like make a drastic change to your body and really focus on how you play this game. And it's not just raw talent anymore; it's actual hard work. Yep. And you know oh, he's what? Grinding. He's grinding. But did he ever say no? Did he ever say this is too hard? Did he ever say I don't want to do this? No. He I... pulled his pants up. He ran to first base. And he got 25 pounds lighter and just said, no, I'm 42, here. 42, 42 pounds lighter. 42 pounds lighter and said, I'm here. It's insane. Um, I, I don't said, think it's fair to Vlad to group him. Actually, I don't think it's fair to Vlad and Tatis because they're both 99s. And, like, everyone groups these four together. And I think oh, that's a little yeah. ridiculous because, like, they're the 99s of the group. Uh, Soto when is a this? 97 I think ba- baseball oh, was always a 98 the and uh, Acuna is a 97. Baseball was always the sport from my understanding where you were 26 to 32 that older. your peak years were there. And then that was it. Like you don't even get a look if you're 20. No, you, you had to be, like, it'd be at least 20, 24 was rare. Like you had Steven to come up. Strasburg was an anomaly when he got a look at 20 to pick. Bryce Harper was, was like, holy shit. There's a teenager in the league. And then all insane. of a sudden it just, now it's everybody. Like, everybody comes up at 19 and you dominate. The team average can't drink. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going out to bars anymore because the team they, can't. They love playing in Toronto. Dude, you have 18, to retire before you can drink. It's nuts. 19 in Toronto. Yeah, 18 in Montreal. Awesome. Let's roll. It's great. When do we do um, this Montreal that's game? That's why Vlad I'm, came here. Yeah. <laughs> now, I love your point. I, I like Vlad. I think Vlad is phenomenal. I also don't think that like he's going to be as bad of a of a first baseman or even a third. No, baseman. I think he'll. Like, I think he'll learn. I think he there's can no get need there. for him at third right now. Absolutely, no, because so you want no him point. to figure out first. But yeah. when he figures out first, and he's able, if he's yeah. able to go back to third as well, having a guy that can go across the diamond and be DH is never going to be bad for your organization. No. You know, shortstops are realistically a dime a dozen. Sorry to say, but like defensive shortstops, there's going to be a list of twenty that you're going to argue. Yeah, realistic here. There's no wrong answers. Like, neither There's of us no- can actually be wrong. Right. Um, personally. Juan Soto. No. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, I don't even know. I, I would lean towards Fernando Tatis, obviously, because not only does he have the hitting abilities, but he can run. But I don't know if it is Tatis for me. I think if I'm Vlad, taking a team Vlad, and I wanted a guy. Easy throws that he would have yeah, been that, gone. That's on. where my worry is. So if I'm taking a guy, it's Ronald Acuna, I think, because he brings what Tatis brings, but he brings it quietly. And he's just an, he's also an elite defender. Did you say quietly? There's well, not quiet. quiet. Quietly compared quiet to what Tatis does. <laughs> There's nothing quiet about that, man. No, you're right. He brings it quieter than Tatis does. And, like, I, I don't know. I just think he, he's, a, he's almost a 40-40 guy already. And he's only 22 or whatever he is. Okay, I, think it's just the, I think it's, it's the easy way out because I just think he's an elite. He plays the outfield with no again. defensive 
liability. Like a ball is gone there. You know, we saw the one that Bo hit. He didn't even look back. Yeah. His he, attitude. He knows is, what he's doing. I'm sorry, man. His, His attitude, attitude is His just attitude not there. If I'm but looking for a guy who's going to spend their he's career. 20, he's 22 years old. Who's going to spend their whole career with one organization? If you had to pick one of those four guys, who do you think will, would be the most think, likely to spend? I think Acuna's already signed for 10 years. Okay. Well, Tatis. After 10? Tatis, though. After he's signed for 13. Okay, great. He's going to be 35. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. I don't know. I – that hasn't even signed yet, so I'm still worried on that one. But I'm not worried about that at personally, all. Personally, I man. think Tatis is the guy to stick. But you know what? You know why Vlad Acuna's didn't sign? my number one, and I think Vlad might be my number two. Just the you way know he's why Vlad didn't sign though? Because Vlad knew that he was going to do this. Vlad yeah, knew that he, he was going to wait for this and do yeah. it exactly. He's I mean, not dumb. Vlad's my number two. I think. I think he's passing Tatis for right now, just because Tatis is just not figuring it out on defense, and I worry about that. People man. are going to blow though. up that I said Vlad. People will blow up that I even argued for him but you know what when he gets mvp when he gets mvp in three years when don't come no three buddy two six months when when they announce the mvp award and it and it's vladimir guerrero jr on one side and ronald acuna on the other side i'm gonna look like a genius because they need to put him back in his own ballpark and then we're there's no debate there's nothing that any fan can say oh he played in a in a spring training ballpark in a triple no No. put him back there and he'll nuke him still the same in the stupid dome that we have It'll be yeah. even better because they'll just hit it farther. Sure. You know? sure. Yeah, so that's been us for the week. Obviously, it's a short episode this week. We don't have a ton to talk about. Wow, you made that. You like Indiana Jones, that almost. Yeah, not bad. Hey, I'm running Grab from the rock still. I, gotta, I still got to get through it. As always, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the BNB pod underscore and on TikTok at the BNB podcast. You can find all our merch, which I'm wearing underneath this jersey, so you can't actually see this week. You can find all of it at theasports.com. We're going to have more of it coming up. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Tune in. We'll be back at the end of the week. So we'll see you then. Cheers.